Welcome to Tenant Talk, a show for small business owners to find inspiration and exchange ideas around growing and operating a small business. There are so many things that are so specialized today that you just have to turn to others sometimes for their expertise. We explore challenges all businesses face, from hiring your first employee, to leasing your first space, to scaling your business through marketing and sales, and everything in between. Recognize what you do well as a business and recognize what others do well as their businesses and include them as key partners that help you grow your business. You'll find it here on Tenant Talk. Hi, I'm Bill Singer and welcome back to Tenant Talk. This is the show where we focus on important things to small businesses. And today's topic, we're going to focus on key relationships that businesses should consider outsourcing. Joining me today is Christina May. Christina, welcome. Hi, Bill. How are you today? I'm fabulous. How about you? I'm doing all right. I'm so excited about today's topic. Yeah, so let's jump right in. So from your perspective, you're a small business owner. What do you feel are some of the key relationships that small businesses should be outsourcing? You know, what's interesting is a lot of small businesses that we work with um, or, or, you know, interface with, they look at outsourcing as maybe a negative or a bad thing. And actually, I think it's one of the best things that you can do for your business is recognize what you do well as a business and recognize what others do well as their businesses and include them as key partners that help you grow your business. So when you think about that and think about those relationships, some of them are really obvious and some of them maybe not so much. So I think the most obvious one we'll start with is probably the lawyer. Exactly. Yeah, something that all small businesses need, um, especially when you're starting out. And even when you're just trying to decide when I start the business, what business formation do I want? Do I want to be a sole proprietor? Do I want to be an LLC? Do I want to incorporate? Every one of those options have different ramifications. And I think you will probably want to understand what they are and talk to an attorney about them. But there are so many other areas where attorneys become important. And um, the fact that some specialize in certain areas become really key. Can you add some of that, uh, Christina? Absolutely. In our business, since we're, we're a marketing firm, we're in the business of creativity. Having a lawyer as part of our team and, and part of our outsourced team that really specializes in understanding uh, intellectual property, creative property, and how that works at the contract level, from a protection level, a generalist wouldn't be able to provide those services to us. That being said though, that person I don't necessarily want doing any of our HR law or writing our employee handbook. So you really want to have a diverse team of specialists when it comes to legal needs. And I think many common mistakes that I've seen is that when you start your business, you find someone to help you with the initial paperwork. But as your business matures, you might go back to that individual as opposed to looking for someone who specializes in the particular legal need at wherever you are in your growth period as a company. So as you're hiring, as you know, HR laws change and you need to update your employee handbook or your contracts, 
Um, contract law is very different from employment law. If you're purchasing, let's say, a building, real estate law is very different from those. So you really do need a partner at each step of the way. And making sure that you know you look for those specialists, have them on call when you need them. You know, obviously you don't want to self-represent unless you are a lawyer, then self-represent away. Um, but for most of us, that's not what I could say is our superpower. And that's definitely one of the first relationships. So Christina, what's another relationship that a small business should consider outsourcing? I think the second relationship you really take a look at would be the HR function uh, within your company. So that's not to say that as you grow, you might have someone that is exclusively working on administering a lot of human resources, hiring, firing, things like that. But they still need outside resources because when you really take a look at that, there each there are specialties within that beyond just the legal. So you're going to be take a look at benefits, laws around benefits change, benefits administration changes, and that could be everything from health insurance to well, goodness, anything could be a benefit. Even anymore. like a 401k or a retirement plan. Correct, and that really need you need to have an expert in how those work, how to administer them and how to do it in a way that's within compliance so that you don't get yourself in trouble. As a business owner, sometimes we feel like we can take all those things on and really we're really not experts in that field. So really tapping an outside resource is going to be a lot less expensive actually than employing somebody full time on the team to handle all that benefits administration. Not to say you might not grow to a place where that might make sense, but you're still going to be using an outside firm to administer, let's say, your healthcare benefits for your company. Right. And I think it's so easy for um, a small business owner to just feel like, hey, I've, I've got all this knowledge. I've started this business. Um, but the reality is there's so many things that are so specialized today that you just have to turn to others sometimes for their expertise. It's not only a smart thing to do, but it's the safe thing to do for your business. Bill, I think a topic that everyone needs, but not necessarily everyone gets excited about, is outsourcing their accounting function. So I know that you do some internal, but also external accounting. Could you maybe talk a little bit to that? Absolutely, Christina. So I think that um, accounting is a very easy thing for a small business to outsource and is extremely critical as well. When we think about accountants on our side, there are accountants who are involved in the bookkeeping piece. So that's, you know, basically collecting the checks, depositing them, collecting the bills, issuing payment for those services. Um, but then on a, on a separate side, there is the tax accounting piece, and that is a very different function, a very different knowledge base than the bookkeeping accountant would have. So small businesses need to think about those as really two different functions and two critical functions. The other thing that I think is really important for small businesses to consider when it comes to accounting is separation of duties. When you're a small business, it's very easy to have one person who handles everything accounting related, but, but there's no real good oversight for that. And, I, and to me, that separation of duty to have somebody else looking at the information and looking at the books that are 
being produced every month um, becomes critical because it's so easy for um, a, a bad activity to occur if there's only one person who is writing checks, making deposits, and things like that. What have been some of your experiences with accountants? I, I echo ex everything that you just said. It's so important to have those functions separate from each other. And it really does protect you, it protects the business. And it's, it's just like every other outsourced relationship. There are different functions within that relationship that you need to take a look at. Bookkeeping is very different. So the person who's doing the books, um, there, it needs to be separate from the person who's doing the reconciliation. These don't necessarily need to be you as the owner, or maybe they could be, you could be one of those functions, but it could also be someone who's you know, a staff member. Um, you need to keep the separation in place. The, and for planning your business, take a look at the accounting function because it, it plays a huge role. How you treat things for taxes is very different from how you treat things for growth. So being able to, even if you have, let's say, a fractional CFO um, might be part of your team, that's something to consider, whether you're a CPA that you're using is also doing your taxes, but you need to be very clear in your goals. Is your goal for the business tax-oriented or is your financial goal for the business growth-oriented? Because they're going to look at things differently. And then they have context on the story around your numbers. And they can really help you plan for the future. You're looking to expand, how you can leverage debt, things like that that you probably wouldn't look at otherwise. You know, in a related relationship to, you know, the accounting functions also having a relationship with a banker as well. Uh, when you want to have that relationship with a banker is not when you need it. You need to establish that relationship before you need, say, a line of credit or a loan, because oftentimes when by the time you need it, you might not be able to qualify for it. So that's kind of a related outsource function that you definitely need. Not necessarily you would think to have a banker on staff, but it's a related function. And then lastly, I think for accounting success, you need to make sure that you have the right tools from your accountant to do the job. So that means that you've got whatever statements you need in a timely manner to be able to manage the business. You shouldn't be managing your business from your bank statement. So definitely all things to consider and definitely things that you usually wouldn't have all in-house. Speaking of um, another related function that this one might not come right away to mind to outsource, but is related to cash and revenue would be your marketing and sales. A lot of small businesses think that it's a good idea to keep marketing and sales inside their company that they either need to do it themselves, they need to find someone to do that for them, and maybe I'm a little biased as a marketing uh, company and a, and a career marketer, <laughs> but that's definitely not something that we recommend that you keep within your company. And there's a host of reasons why, but more than anything else is that you cannot be an expert at everything. I've really got to add to that. Um, you know, as a small business that um, needed some real help in marketing, um, when we turned to your firm, there were s some things that we thought we needed, such as website redevelopment, um, but there were a whole host of other things that we didn't even think about, that we didn't even effectively, we didn't know what we didn't know. And by turning to an expert who is in this 
field every day, we were exposed to those things that helped us improve engagement with our customers, helped us improve engagement, in our case, with our investors. Um, you've helped us develop video content, original um, original content that we've written on different topics related to real estate. So you end up by turning to an expert such as Christina, getting exposure to things that you just don't ordinarily face unless you're in that business. Okay. So what are some of the other things that you've done for other clients? Well, thank you, Bill. It's been great to be able to work with you and it's a personal joy to see that work uh, for businesses. But you know, the thing that we, that I always caution someone about marketing and or saying that, oh, well, I can do that all myself or I'm going to hire someone or worse, I'm, you know, going to maybe have an intern do it, um, is that you're looking at a discipline that has so many specialties within it now. So maybe before the internet, but even then you could say, okay, well, you know, maybe I can hire a marketing director and they can handle this for me. I don't need to engage with an outside party or an agency. But now you're looking at all of the, your traditional means of marketing, which what we would consider to be mad men services, right? So yep. you think about, you know, ads, you think about magazines, your print and billboards and radio, and they're all still relevant today. But now you also have to add in your website, your CRM, how all of that communicates with not just potential customers, but also your current customers. You need to be taking a look at the sales process and the handoff between marketing and sales and the data that's going back and forth. There are laws, not just around false advertising, which everybody's pretty familiar with, but laws about data privacy now. And so everyone that is in this, working in this industry really does have a specialty within it. So in order to really leverage everything that your business needs, you would need a developer, a graphic designer, a PR specialist, a strategist, somebody who can manage your data. And next thing you know, you've got five, six people on the payroll. Financially, for a lot of businesses, that doesn't make sense. Never mind, that's probably not your core offering, which is really, I think, the key takeaway for most of what you would outsource. If it's not your core offering, you and it's gonna take more than one person to do it and do it right and do it well, you should probably consider outsourcing it. You're actually going to end up saving money in the end. Right. And and kind of on a related issue, um, one of the things that we found so interesting is with some of the marketing material that we produce, the video, um, some of the original written content that we've put together, is the the analytics that we get from it and how software interweaves itself into not only marketing but so many other things that small businesses uh, effectively need um, you know right now uh, a lot of businesses are facing issues with ransomware for example and having to pay um, companies or individuals or hackers whatever you want to call them fees to unlock their data um, and small businesses absolutely need to protect themselves uh, from this type of an issue. Um, so having off-site um, backup of your data is so critical. What are some of the other things that are IT related, Christina, that, that you've experienced? 
Well, we definitely spend a lot of time in the MarTech space, but adjacent to us is definitely IT. And having an IT professional that you can call on, that is reputable, that understands your business structure, understands your goals is so important. And there are many different types of IT companies that are out there. So this goes beyond just your internet connection. This really dives into data and the internal data that you have, the, your CRM data, understanding your tech stack, and your IT consultant really can enable you to do a lot of things that will prevent massive issues in the future. So whether you're just, everyone has to think about, okay, well, where are, where's all my HR data stored? Where is, that's sensitive information. Right. Where's Could include my... social security numbers, exactly. Correct, correct. Um, where is all of my accounting information stored? That's gonna have account numbers. It's gonna, uh, how am I, or if you take credit cards, how is that being protected? Because if you really look at the fine print, if you have a data breach, it's on you and your company. So having that IT professional understands that, understands how the, your transactions, how the, all of your tech works together, understands what your goals are. So the relationship that we have with, with our IT consultant is that he understands that my goal has always been, if for some reason something terrible was to happen, and my example used to be if everything went up in smoke, right? So all the computers went up in smoke, everything went up in smoke. Not that we want that to happen. Exactly. That's ah, like, oh. Ah, awful. Then you're calling the lawyer and the insurance agent and all these other outsourced professionals. But if that were to happen, how long is it going to take me to get back up? My goal is I want to be able to walk into you know, a store, hand over a credit card, buy everybody their laptops back and I want everyone to be back up and running in a half a day. That's it, that's all that's the amazing. lag time. Yeah, that's amazing. He was able to engineer though a plan that had you know incremental backups and where those backups are located without slowing us down, allows us to be geographically diverse, not all in the same building, everything to be secure, and it allows you to really sleep at night. So when you work with somebody, you talk about their data. For instance, we work on a lot of sensitive pieces of data um, with our clients. We're able to give them the assurances that no, we do, we have these plans and this is how your information is protected. And any business that is dealing with accepting payments and has employees, this is definitely a risk. So especially as we become more and more um, remote as people are using more and more technology, you really need to look at that as part of your plan and, and definitely not skip it. And then one I don't think that gets a lot of attention, but I think that we should you know round this out with, is talking about insurance. Oh. I know, but we talked about burning down the building here, so let's talk about insurance because I think their insurance partner is another one where I think people just check the box, but they really overlook that outsourced relationship yeah. as a strategic partner. Yeah, you're so right. You brought up um, data breach earlier, and that was that triggered insurance in my mind as well, because that's in fact a type of insurance that you can protect yourself from um, or or secure. So yeah, from a small business per perspective, having insurance. Um, for your workers, workers' compensation. That, of course, is mandatory uh, in a state, but 
You also want to think about having general liability insurance and what levels of insurance do you want to have covered. Obviously, the, um, the lower the premium, the higher level of um, deductible that you're going to have. But being able to talk to an insurance broker about the various options that are there, what's suitable for your business. I'll give you a great example. So we're in the commercial real estate segment. Every time we put a loan on a property, we're given loan requirements or insurance requirements from that lender. Every time we've got to pass those along to our insurance broker to make sure that we have the appropriate coverages, to make sure that all of that lines up with the requirements that the lender has for us. So having, um, having the right insurance and having the right team of people to evaluate what your various risks are, um, are really important. So what have been some of the other experiences you've had with insurance, Christina? Oh, just as you know, the, the normal ones like you mentioned, like workman's comp, but I, I come back to it's important to have partners that understand what your goals are and what your risk tolerance is as an owner. Mm -hmm. And being able to communicate that to them so that they understand you know, what's important to you. Is the high deductible important to you? Is data breach important to you? Uh, we film a lot. Um, drones come into play for us. I'm sure everyone who's ever gotten an insurance policy is always an exclusion for drones. So that's something we need to take a look at and how that impacts your business. But it's one of those things um, that you really need to make sure that you slow down to get right because it will enable you to speed up later when something because it's not a matter of if, it really is a matter of when something may happen. And just what the different coverages are out there and making sure that that partner understands, like I said, what your goals are and where your risk tolerance lies. And you know, making sure that you take the time to establish that relationship, just like with a banker or anybody else, it's right. the type of relationship that you wanna establish before you need it, not when it becomes super necessary. Absolutely, and I'd add to that that for any company that carries insurance, um, one of the things that you could do as a business owner, let's say you have um, a contractor who comes to your space, whether that's to do work on the property or even as a, as a contractor um, for a particular project that you've got, you can request of that other company a certificate of insurance. So that way you can make sure that they're carrying liability, that they're carrying workers' comp for the employees who are coming onto your property or to do work in your space. Oh, that's, a, that's a great point. And someone who's in real estate would know that one, <laughs> that's for sure. But before we round out today's talk, I want to leave our audience with just a takeaway, um, something that, you know, if you were to give someone advice, you know, on, on outsourcing, you know, what, what would be your piece of advice to a small business owner that's looking to outsource these different, um, these different functions? Yeah, invest the time to find the right people, talk to your friends, talk to colleagues, talk to other business associates, ask them who they're using, meet with each of those different companies, Get to know them. Let them get to know you. Um, even though there might be three or four people that are recommended to you, you're going to find the right chemistry, the right personality to fit with what your organization needs and wants. So invest a little bit of time to do that. I think you'll really find the end result to be worth it. Oh, I agree. And my takeaway would definitely be 
not only, you know, invest the time in finding, you know, the right person. Don't expect to find the right person the first time off the bat. Might take a couple tries. But the other thing that I would really recommend when outsourcing these relationships is to remind yourself that you're hiring the experts. So make sure you clearly communicate your goals and when you're vetting, um, make sure to listen to them. Remember when you know your customers come to you because you're an expert, you're engaging them because they're experts. So they can only be an expert if you clearly articulate what your goals are and you listen to some of their recommendations and whether you take them or not, need to have that space and understand it's not a, um, it's not a vendor relationship, it's really a partnership. So. Yep. Well, Christina, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for joining us on Tenant Talk. Um, we are so happy to be able to bring these episodes to you as small business owners. If there are ideas that you have, if there are suggestions that you'd like to make, or you just want to give us some feedback, uh, please contact us at the address below. Uh, and we look forward to hearing from you and seeing you next time on Tenant Talk. Thanks.